Hey, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. And I'm Jordan, she, her. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm excited to be here. It doesn't feel like Tuesday somehow. It feels like a Sunday in between Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> like Monday plus. Like a Wednesday vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like that. And I don't know if it's like, it was sunny and now it's cold. I'm sure people, if anyone's working in retail, you've heard that 5 million times probably already today, but it's, um, yeah, it was a really lovely like couple of days. And then is it working again? Okay. Just in case people can hear me, internet being weird. It might sound like a robot's hosting the podcast for a second. Um, I, just, I don't really know what to do about it. <laughs> oh, um, hey, Libby. Yes. That's it, Libby. Oh, it looks like it's back. Okay, cool. Um, okay, cool. Well, hopefully it's better. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Might be a robot. We have a third third host that's a robot versus both of us. So since we had a, we're interrupted by the internet, may as well just jump into the idea today. <laughs> Use it as a segue. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> use it as the same way um I want to talk a bit about we want to talk a bit about stuff that can kind of hold us back from doing movement classes and like where to start with them so and like things that are it might be like anxieties or thoughts you have that you don't necessarily you don't necessarily always notice them or can recognize that they're from diet culture um so basic structure of my idea for the this this um so practice this conversation is we're going to do a little bit of talk a little bit about anxieties and what, like what those mean and some of our examples and things maybe we've been through and then I'm going to tie it back to what my classes look like if you're interested in working with me so we're going to talk a little bit about like my style and if you're not you know if you're not in a place where you can work with me it'll still be helpful because I will still tie that into tips on starting movement in other places so stick around to the end to get those um and if I don't answer questions or if you have questions come up for this just feel free to send me an email or actually Instagram both are great especially if we're just having a conversation about this kind of thing um my Instagram tag whatever you call it at handle (laughs) will be handle there we go um will be in the show notes so that's the there's the little rundown the what do you call it intro thing like the table of contents <laughs> <laughs> um and this is one that I think is I've been thinking about for a while but I haven't been able to find I couldn't find the words for it because it's something that's I feel like it's way more universal than we think it's stuff that I hear all the time whether it's directly from someone or it's through their friend who's like trying to get them to go to a class or you know, my own friends and family or my own brain. One of the things I think we maybe have mentioned a couple of these in the past, like not specifically talking about this is feeling like you can't go to yoga because you're not flexible enough yet, or like going to a class of some sort mm-hmm. because you're not flexible enough. Like, Oh, I'll just like, I'll, I'll go to this class when I'm more flexible. Yeah. Um, you've heard that before. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I used to think like that too. Um, yeah. Like that I had to have a certain, maybe it wasn't like flexible, but a certain level of knowledge before I went. Mm-hmm. 
Um, And I feel like that was a lot of anxiety around like not wanting to look foolish. Yeah. Um, Not wanting to stand out. um, Wanting to pretend like I had some kind of confidence in myself, even though I was just kind of like drawn to yoga classes because I thought it would be something I would enjoy, but I was just really intimidated by not knowing what to do or what the, um, yeah, what the poses meant and stuff like that. I, you know, cause I didn't know how well they would be explained or like, mm-hmm. um, if I was going to be the only one in the room who didn't know what I was doing, uh, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, a, that's another, um, really, I think really important thing. I felt that so many times. Mm-hmm. I think there's still like, I don't, I haven't really gone to classes but um I would say up even up until recently it's a thought that pops up in my brain where I'm like oh I don't I won't I can't try like a spin class for example until I know how to like I've never been to one so like oh I mm-hmm. should like get, practice my bike first even though like <laughs> that's not necessarily you know you're going in order to learn or yeah. I used to be afraid to go to the gym because I was like I don't know what I'm doing what if I look like an idiot what if mm-hmm. I look like someone who doesn't know what they're doing um it's almost this like vulnerability in trying something new and not knowing what you're doing. I don't know if, if you think about it as something, especially certain types of movements, like going for a walk, um, maybe in a new place might feel a little bit nervous or like nerve wracking, but I think sometimes we're nerve, we get nervous to try things we've never done before. Cause sometimes you have to do the new thing a lot before you, yeah. And (laughs) like, I've been to spin class a few times and like, um, I will say like, I think trying new things was really like bashed out of me. Like it, like the fear of them was like smushed out of me through, um, my other job at like, um, athletic wear retailer, Mm -hmm. um, because we'd have to do these things often. It was like really encouraged to go out and try new things and make sure you tell them where you work and all this kind of stuff. And then also we'd go as a group like once a month to a new mm-hmm. studio and try something different. Um, again, to like, just like be in the community a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of like, you know, I've done like bar uh, Pilates reformer stuff, um, spin classes, like all sorts of different types of strength based, like whether, whether it's like circuit style or or more lifting or whatever yeah um so like it is nice because it really forced me to like go and try a bunch of different kinds of things and mm. recognize that if you tell someone I've never done this before nine times out of ten like they're really excited to help you and like get you into this because they're doing something that they fell in love with and they want other people to fall in love with it too yeah and yeah. so Again, like way of explaining it (laughs) really, truly, like most of the time and again, because you always find shitty people everywhere. But most of the time, if you say I'm brand new at this, I'm really nervous and I don't know what I'm doing. um, They're like, I'm so glad you're here. Like, let's get you set Mm -hmm. up, go into the room. I'll be there in a second. I'll come over and check in on you. Like, you know, they're very, very excited. Or they'll pair you with someone in the class who's done this before, like who's kind of, you know, been every single day for three years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and be like, you can follow along with them. And, um, they'll like, especially for classes like spin and reformer that have like really complicated machines, um, you know, they'll give you the rundown anyways, I'm getting a little yeah. bit sidetracked with this, but like <laughs> okay. most of the time, 
Yeah. It's like, you feel like there's all these prerequisites to get in. And again, mm-hmm. me, it was just like exposure therapy. I'm just like being forced to like do new things constantly. Um, most of the instructors are incredibly excited to have a new person in the yeah. class. Mm-hmm. I always love when there's new people, like whether I was in studio or now, or like online, it's yeah. always so nice. Cause it's, um, it also is a new person perspective of a practice is so cool and interesting um I can't speak to all other movement modalities obviously so I don't teach those and I haven't done some (laughs) of them but um it's like you hear a lot in yoga and in mindfulness like the beginner's mind and you can learn a lot about um you can learn a lot about your own body and how a certain practice feels if you instead of going into something with like a what do you call it like habit this word yeah kind of like autopilot it yeah Mm -hmm. that's the word yeah if you if you are moving into it like a beginner you're like okay where does my knee go like where does my foot go how does this feel instead of going into autopilot your practice can be so much um almost like more meaningful and mindful Mm -hmm. so it's I think being a beginner and having beginners in practice is something that I mean personally I love most other people like if you're worried about other people if you're in, you know, positive environments or even neutral ones, a lot of other people will look, will be able to think, remember the time that they were also a beginner and maybe you can't find where the room is. And they're like, oh, like I've been there. I got lost my first day too. So like, I'll bring you to the, I'll help you find the room or can't work the equipment. I assume people who were new in spin class also at one point didn't know how to do that so they're yeah usually how do you get your your feet to clip into the little clippy pedals I don't know I still don't know (laughs) it's just luck for me every time (laughs) yeah yeah and it's this kind of fun fun thing that can like connect you to other people too and on that note actually that's another one that is definitely a hesitation for some people is the idea of being social, whether it's with the teacher, with other people in the room, how does that look like? What am I going to say? What if I don't want to talk? What if I don't want to say anything when I leave? Sometimes that stuff can be scary too. And it depends on the person as well. Uh, I know that all, you know, we all get nervous about different parts of being social. I think the thing to remember is, and I'm saying this as someone who tries to remember this all the time too, other people probably don't think about it nearly as much as you do. Like if think about you yeah. nearly as much as you think they're just weren't, they're probably in the same boat. They're just overthinking the thing they just said a second ago because they <laughs> thought maybe they said it the wrong way. <laughs> it's yeah. probably mutual. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they're nice, it's, it'll all work out. And kind of usually there's less social interaction than you might think. Yes because they're also there like okay let's just say like the instructor is there to do a job right so they're going to greet you they're going to be super excited and probably pretty social because that's part of the performance of being in charge of the room is you've got to set the tone if you want people to be you know like happy and excited and energized you have to bring that um or whatever the vibe is that you're trying to create um but it really doesn't require more than like hey i'm new i don't really know what i'm doing um or hi and then you go do your thing um, mm-hmm. and then during class, they might come over and check on you again. Like it, it would be like a very minimal talking because everybody's yeah. working really hard. They're not expecting you to have a full conversation. Um, and at the end you just, you can say thanks, um, yeah. and leave. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably ask you if you enjoyed it. Um, 
It's not for them to receive compliments. They're trying to find out if there's an area where you need to be more supported the next time you come in. Yes, exactly. Right? Um, So I would say like, if you don't want to talk, you just give like a can. Yeah, it was fine. Answer. (laughs) Um, If you you do want to get more support, then you can, um, you know, oh, I didn't really understand how to do this or that. And Mm -hmm. then they can talk about how to help you next time. Um, but I mean, what helps a little bit sometimes is just to think of the whole thing as a big performance. Like it's a big show, (laughs) um, you know, so you could, you can play whatever part you want to play in that, Mm -hmm. in that show. Yeah. Um, and it work for everyone, but I think maybe knowing, um, where the talking points might come up might help someone too. (laughs) like, there's not going to be a whole lot required of you verbally, um, especially mm-hmm. while you're working out because they understand <laughs> you're <that>. focused yeah. <laughs> and you're probably out of breath, like most people mm-hmm. in the class. And um, it's not really time for a full, full on conversation. No, no um, exactly. And they're busy. They have other things to mm-hmm. do too. They're going to check in on you because you're new and they want to make sure that you're comfortable. Um, yeah. But that's, that's it. They're not expecting yeah. anything from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, another one that comes up in this is, hard to be uh specific with in a way that's open I'll just give you the question I'll just give you the question (laughs) is if folks have certain movements or things that they are limited in doing so limited mobility Mm -hmm. say you've had knee surgery or hip surgery and you can't bend your knees past a certain degree if you have an injury currently if you have other chronic illness or things that might say make it difficult to do a lot of standing sitting standing sitting type of things there's so many different factors in different all injuries those. different a different injuries something restrictions something or medications are on has, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's so many things that's that's what I mean it's hard to be specific because it's there's so many there's so many yeah. specific if you have a it. mobility thing <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Is like, oh, I can't go to that class because I say I have a knee, knee I have a knee replacement, so I can't bend my knee past a certain point, so I shouldn't go to this thing. Um, well, sometimes I think that's one that's, it's a little bit of diet culture influence that in some of these practices, some studios or some gyms will always show say their Instagram will always be some like the same kind of person. super fancy acrobatic thing yeah. always the same person usually it's someone who's able-bodied who's small-bodied who's doing some sort of acrobatic or extreme strength thing so yeah we, whatever their sport is doing it kind like almost yeah. to the fullest extent yeah yeah and unfortunately there are shitty places out there where yep. if you try to go to them then your fears might be validated which is awful and mm-hmm. that one I get and it's I really wish I could give a specific answer to this for that would work for all places because it's I just hate that like I hate that it's so normalized for everything to be centered around body look and and size and all of that stuff but I think in that case, still a lot of places, if you say, if you feel comfortable telling the teacher, not that you have to, you do not have, mm-hmm. you don't owe the teacher anything, 
if you feel comfortable, say you have any injury and you're really nervous about doing, say at your first yoga practice, you can talk to the teacher ahead of time if you're comfortable, say, hey, I have a knee injury, a knee surgery, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, if you know some of the alternatives, you can say, I might just do my own thing. Cool. Most teachers will say, okay, great. Let me know if you have questions. Yeah. You might say, um, I'm a little nervous about doing a couple poses. Teacher will probably say, okay, give me a wave. Um, or I'll come over to you during some of them. And if you have questions or give me a wave when you need me or right there, we'll give you a couple alternatives. A lot of the time they will have a conversation with you that is will help to like to help you because they want to help you. They want you to have a good time in their practice. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll talk a little bit more specific to, to my classes in a bit. Um, I don't want to jump jump <laughs> all over the place. I'm trying really hard to be organized today. <laughs> but that's one I think that can come up a lot. And that was a tricky one because as I said, some some places I do think more commonly. I would like to hope people will be understanding and like really be interested in having a conversation with you and figuring out ways of being helpful. Unfortunately, that's, you know, we don't live in a society currently that is free of diet culture or free of ableism. So it's Mm -hmm. a, yeah. Anyway, we could do a whole episode on some of the details of that, but hopefully that's- I was thinking too, I wonder if just like reaching out by email or- like through social media first might be easiest yeah. just, and you don't even need to be that specific, just like, um, or how, how open or how, um, I had another word, whatever, how open are your, um, instructors to providing like alternatives for someone who has, um, yeah. mobility restriction or for someone who, you know, has a limb difference or whatever. And then you can mm-hmm. gauge your interest in the class or the studio based on their response. If they give like some yeah. like weird can thing, you'd be like, ah, okay, it's not for me. If they <laughs> say like, um, you know, can you tell us more about what classes you're planning on attending? What times are you available? Um, do you want to come in for a walkthrough? Like if they seem more interested mm-hmm. in trying to get to know you and figuring out like, because even from like person to person who's had knee surgery, let's keep going with that example, like your abilities are going to be, or your whatever the things you're able to do are going to be different yeah um so if they're you know open to providing more like individual um keep wanting to say care but like support whatever uh, accommodations yeah. uh alternatives then i mean i assume you'd get better like you know yeah. a better feeling for that place mm-hmm. um and want to go um you know, like for me, like if I ever get back to going to movement, you know, it's like I've been pregnant uh, for the last four years, basically. So, you know, like I, I've been out of it for a long time. My body's been through a lot, you know, it's going to, I'm going to be um, taking it very slow. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, for me, that wouldn't require like ahead of time. It's more just like something I would say as a heads up. And maybe it would be more like in, for me and my ego to be like, I need you to know that, I, I need to take it easy. <laughs> I, yeah. Sometimes it just I need gives to your be brain like permission slow. to not think yeah. the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I know that that would be something that I would probably talk to uh, a coach or, a, you know, whatever instructor yeah. if I 
get hopefully move back to a city and can start doing this kind of stuff again True. um <laughs> or do do a class online or whatever yeah something it'd be something that i'd be yeah. like hey <laughs> my body is I'm, I'm getting to know this thing again because yeah. like i've been yeah. out for a while yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's true i think it i think it gives your brain permission to stop worrying about what other people think when you can do that and also if it's a, like the, the right environment if it is one of those welcoming environments, sometimes it also is another like line of open communication you can have with the teacher if you need to say, ask about a pose and practice, you don't have to explain like, hey, I had knee surgery. You've already had that conversation. Yeah, that's already like, been out there. This feels a bit weird on my knee. They can yeah. be like a simpler conversation. Mm -hmm. Another one that is, does not have a concrete, answer to it is finding a place that like how do I know that this place will actually be that positive or anti-diet or the word that you were wanting to use how do I know that this place is actually trauma safe how do I know that this place is actually queer safe those I'll go into a little bit in the end but it's a hesitation that I have had a lot Mm -hmm. um it's a hesitation I have currently for going if I were to go into a place and it's it's tricky um I guess I could I'll skip to this one part um because I think it is helpful with both the things we just talked about if you're worried about some of these things it's very much it's not just you know oh will you um like how do I sign in? It's not like a small action you have to take to get there. It's to do with the actual substance. Mm -hmm. It's generally hard to get that answer just from one conversation. Yeah. Because you're just talking to one teacher or it's just one conversation. My best advice, if you're looking for a space that is queer safe or wanting to make sure it's a space that you can show up with your movement, um, the movement practice you need and knowing that you can show up with whatever, say, limitation you have with your knee mobility or, or knee, that kind of thing. Try to start, sort of get to know them a little bit by, you can follow them on social, whatever socials they use. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, sort of get to know people a little bit that way especially if they do, sometimes people will do lives or live classes because that's just really them. They did more of what most people don't, they don't plan every single thing out like a play. <laughs> you do a live, it's often, especially if there's questions, that kind of thing, it's very much them just showing up as them. So you can kind of get, oh, like, okay, that, I can kind of get a feel for this person. Um, if you follow them for a little bit, you can ask questions or comment on their things, see how that responds, have a little conversations on if it's a, you know, social media in this case, you can check out their website, read their blogs, um, if they have them, see, get a feel for some of the wording. <coughs> oh, sorry, one second. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that in time. <laughs> um I tried but I didn't want to for some reason I just turned my head like coughing at my phone was going to be a louder thing but 
get a, like a bit of a feel for them that way because oftentimes if it's one of those situations where they're saying they're anti-diet but not actually anti-diet something will come up you will find out oh it sneaks in everywhere it 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 does and pretty rapidly too Mm -hmm. um because it's really easy just to be like oh yeah we're anti-diet and then uh, you you know they'll start talking about like I don't know, just shit like uh, how to get more energy into your practice and then it'll sneak right in there or how to get better sleep and it'll be right there. Um, how do you like, if the term detox comes up, um, it'll be like right there. You know, like it doesn't take very much for that like diet culture thing to rear its head. And this is like not really against anyone because we've talked about so often that it's so pervasive it's it's everywhere it's it's like embedded yeah. in the language that we speak basically at this point um but if you're like um that's for di- the diet stuff not the queer safe like not yeah, the yeah, yeah. Side, which i mean it is very present in our language but yes again and it'll it'll pop up i probably as easily i assume yeah. um uh yeah. where was i gonna say with this but you know like it it depends, I guess, specifically for the, the, the diet culture stuff, like where you are as well, like yeah. how much you can handle, you know what I mean? If you're at a place where you're just like, yeah, I know it's everywhere and, and it doesn't uh, affect me as much anymore, um, I can probably handle it to a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it just gets annoying, so I don't want to go anymore, but it doesn't like affect my own healing anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and only you can determine how much of whatever language you can mm-hmm. tolerate as well so but yeah Um, figuring out I I think like the the queer safe spaces is probably a lot more difficult I would say and well it's I would say probably the tolerance is a little bit a little bit lower than with the diagonal stuff yeah yeah for me it's um, (laughs) and rightfully so I don't want to dismiss it and make it sound trivial I just think that we're they're blended together in our example but they're think very different levels of pain yeah caused yeah Yeah, I think so Mm -hmm. um for me it's not I mean detox is like a getting towards in often diet culture but not necessarily every single time I just mean that like these are like because they they come up pretty often in these spaces like that's like I mean in the conversation this word will come up and then how it's paired will show you exactly Ah, where their mindset is so when they're talking about sleep like that's fine you can talk about ways to support sleep absolutely um and there are tons of shit that like things that people can try to do these things, but it's how it's framed is always going to be yeah. like, I, I will never forget the yoga class I took where like, <laughs> they were like, and this isn't even diet culture. It's just bullshit. Uh, and like exhaling is like your body's most effective way of detoxing, which like, it just isn't, it's like a way, but it's not really like, I mean, that's what your liver and kidneys are for. Like those, that's the best way. And like your body's just like already Mm. doing this. You don't need to like force it into a detox state. Yeah. Um, I just remember hearing that. I mean, like, okay, well, I'm out. I'm not taking one of your glasses (laughs) again. Like for whatever reason, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, okay, we're done. (laughs) We're done. done. Um, Yeah. Often words, these will be a little more obvious, but in some cases still there, we might not directly associate it with with weight like diet culture stuff at first mm-hmm. or with um them promoting weight loss it yeah. seems like shredding in terms of like shredding your like 
in terms of movement and like what the movement's going to do for you or like washboard abs or like toning like all that kind of stuff tone. Yeah. <laughs> those that shit is yeah nothing can be leg. plumped except your don't glutes. go yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. um yeah those are some the I mean, folks who are looking for a more queer safe space, I probably don't need to tell you what <laughs> you, pro- you probably have do. your checklist. Yeah. Um, for me is, and this is stuff that I know, I know that that people are going to hear this and be like, oh, but it's so hard to get out of the habit. I know because, but it causes more, um, it hurts more people more than you think is assuming anyone's gender. Hey ladies, Hey guys, yeah. Hey girls, whatever, that kind of thing. It's associating menstruating, pregnancy, anything like that with a gender. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, assuming anyone's gender ever, or and I should say and not having a space for if it's a physical space, not having anywhere for people who are non-binary, mm-hmm. and how conversations around um trans folks transitions non-binary people not paying attention to pronouns there's a lot to it and I suggest there's trainings you can do on some of this and there's a lot more resources you know we can't we won't have time to go into all of it right now and frankly it's like kind of an emotional thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I wonder if my space is safe for this, I just recommend doing it, like doing as much reading and training as you can because there's always more we can learn. And like I said, if you're if you are a person who's looking for a queer safe space, you already know all this stuff. Um, I'm not trying to tell you how you feel. I'm speaking as someone who is non-binary and who is queer. Um, and that's just some parts of it. That's not even the whole picture. So, mm-hmm. and for me, the trauma, trauma-informed one goes hand in hand with spiritual bypassing <laughs> and it's like people saying I'm trauma-informed and then saying shit like oh you should your anger does you more harm yeah when you hold on to it it's saying you're trauma-informed but then if someone says oh, I'm having a hard day being like oh no like that's not good like don't talk about that shutting the conversation down mm-hmm. uh, or in in a rude dismissive way yeah um, or like have you tried reframing mm-hmm you know, and it's always, yeah, it's like, I, I, yeah. I'm like, that one is, it's so tricky, right? Because it's like, I get what you're trying to say, but it's inappropriate in this, in this moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also I, I know that. <laughs> yeah. And if I could, I would have already, you know, it's like yeah. depression. If I tried being happier, like, trust me, if there was a switch, I would have, I would have flicked it, but I would have found it by right? now and I would have flicked it. I don't want to be here, Yeah, but this is where I live. I'm living right now. And so I need to figure out how to like, what to do with, with exactly. this. And I don't need anyone's input other than my therapist. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It also goes hand in hand with triggering phrasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I will give examples right now, Yes, but they're triggering triggering phrasing, triggering ways of approaching how, like telling people how to do a movement, like explaining how to get into it. That can be very triggering. I'm sure you can probably guess. Or done just it before. Do a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, 
telling people how they should feel or telling people specifically something without, how do I say this? Um, the more trauma-informed way, I'll just say it this way because I can't think yeah. of how to say it the opposite way, is giving people the choice of ch them choosing how to go into a movement and them choosing their experience, not saying do this, specifically this, giving ex ex all, all, multiple options. Not only is it gonna be more body positive um, and more anti-diet, it also is a place where people can learn bodily autonomy. That is a such a needed thing in practices. So um, those things, it's so hard. I got off on a little tangent, I guess, but those things are so hard to know if a place is actually going to be fair safe, if it's actually going to be trauma-informed, if it's actually going to be anti-diet. And you can get a little bit, you can get a little bit of information from following them, trying to sort of see how they approach these topics. Maybe you ask a question about these topics and, or you have a conversation. Yeah, like emailing and right. see what kind of answer comes yeah. back. Yeah. Would you suggest like, I mean, that's what I think, but I would say, but like, would you suggest going with somebody else? The first time, like if you can't, like let's say you can't do these things, you kind of just want to try it out, but you're like a little afraid that something might happen at some point in the class. Yeah. Um, going in with somebody else, and also like, totally, I know some classes say you can't leave halfway through, but you you definitely can. Yeah. <laughs> All the classes. So if you yeah, they can't are also worried, get a place near the get a spot near the door, and. If you hit your breaking point or, or right before that, hopefully, um, mm -hmm. you just hit the tolerance of this is what all the, this is what I can accept today. Um, just get up, pack your shit up and leave. Like you don't need to yeah. look back. You don't need to no. talk to anyone on the way out. You can just leave. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you, you paid point, for yeah. the service already. You know what I mean? Like you, you did the thing. <laughs> I know it would take a lot of like effort and strength to, to get up and leave but maybe having someone there, but you know, you have your like safe word, you just say your code and then you mm -hmm. can get up and, and you leave and you go do something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. you don't need to be there if it's going to cause you more harm than good. You held yeah. up your end, right? Like you showed up, you paid, you reserved your spot. Like you did all your things. Yeah. Um, and the studio didn't uphold their end of being a safe space for you to be. Um, and so you, you don't need to be there anymore. I agree with that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that too. That's one of the trauma informed things. And I think it's really important to, to know and to keep in mind that these places can say shit like they encourage you to say, and I will be fully honest when I worked at a studio, that was what I was told I had to say too. Yeah. I hate it. I hate that <laughs> I did that. Um, however, like that, that's on me. I fucked that up. Oh, it was also not in a place where I was encouraged to do this stuff, but now I do. Like now I'm so aware of you're essentially like you're people that studios that have that policy. You're essentially you don't get to hold people hostage because your ego. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah. and if you're concerned afterwards, like I, I had someone walk into my class now and the way I think I would deal with it, I was just in a lot of shock. I didn't hold them back. I, I, I tried to find out what was happening before they left. And then I was like, I didn't refuse to unlock the door just because of the yeah. way the studio was laid out. I had the door was locked. Um, I just opened it up and they left and it was, you know, I think I was younger at the time and I was just a little more in shock. And I think now I would 
probably try to figure out who that person was and yeah. just send them an email um, yeah. to see if there's anything I can fix. Um, like apologize and, and, and just see mm-hmm. what happened. And if they don't want to answer that, I mean, you don't know me anything. That's fine. I fucked yeah. up. It's on me. Um, hopefully I can figure something out so it doesn't happen to somebody else again. Um, and if I get feedback, then I can, mm-hmm. you know, judge the feedback and take from it what I, what I feel would help me be <laughs> better yeah. next time. That's um, true. but yeah, again, you don't, they didn't want to be there anymore you know like I think what I remember was that they were just really irritated that my class was really really repetitive um you know and it's okay a lot of other people enjoy that style um I enjoy teaching in that style but they weren't having it you know like they didn't like the music they didn't like how repetitive it was and that's fine like Mm -hmm. you know they paid for a class and they weren't getting something that they wanted out of it so Mm -hmm. why do they still have to be there they don't Mm -hmm. yeah that's true. I think I'm, I was a little too hard on myself there. <laughs> when, when I had, when I had people leave, I'm going to do my best to keep this as non-specific as possible. You've had people when leave I had too? People leave, <laughs> I had Just people me. leave as a hot studio, hot yeah. yoga, first of all, with stairs made of cement. <laughs> um, so that's one thing you should keep in mind as I'm saying this. When I would teach, if people left, I would make sure the room was like I had control of the room. Yeah, you set it up in a way that can take care yeah. of itself while you leave for a second. Yeah, that's yeah. What I, <laughs> I go go out and check to see if they're okay. Check to see if, if they need water. I have had people who had big emotional stuff come up. Mm-hmm. I encouraged them to sit. There was a couch. I encouraged them to sit. Got them water. Got them a cold cloth if they were hot. Um, I like I did do that care. Um, it was usually when people like, oh, I have a dentist appointment. <laughs> like I had people do that. Like, oh, I have it. Like I have an appointment where I'm yeah. like, I am the only teacher in the building and I have to run down three flights of stairs to let you out and then run back up. Like in that case, it was more so like, I can't really, I can't really do this. So <laughs> it was partially the, the layout, partially the, um, the thing. It just, I don't know that I. I think I was acting in a way that was still trauma-informed, but I didn't, wasn't as aware of it. Like I should have been more free to be able to let people leave. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's I hard, mean, it's yeah. also like, that's that's how you get to where you are now is because you yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did I things that were maybe teacher. a little careless or maybe, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, whatever. It was like a decade yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly everyone was really nice. I only had one person who yelled at me yeah, when they left, but it wasn't when they were leaving early. Um, and it wasn't personal. I think they had just, it was one of those days. Um, oh, this one, I'm pretty sure it was personal, but it's okay. Cause yeah. I, I don't <laughs> I, like, I just remind myself, like, I think I like, like, uh, it's like probably 20% of the people I meet. And like, I really like maybe 2% of the people I meet. So it's okay. If somebody doesn't like me, cause like, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm just not in their 20%, you know, maybe and not. some days that's hard, but like, you know, it's, it's, how many times have I gone to a class and like <laughs> if I had the the courage and confidence of this person I probably would have left halfway through but I just yeah. like stay to the end and you know try to get the best out of it as I can and I don't come back mm-hmm. because you know whatever doesn't resonate with me yeah. um you know <laughs> they need to say it that day uh, yeah. I don't usually yeah. say it but it's fine um again I mean it just shows you like you can you can literally leave whenever you, can. you want um yeah and it's okay if you don't like the people. 
We're just saying it's, it's fine. <laughs> They're it's, not in your 20%. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have a higher tolerance of people. I don't like, I just, I don't <laughs> like most people I meet. So yeah. Um, I'm pretty picky, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's um, fine. That's fair. It's I fine. Feel like that sometimes yeah. too. It depends, but really depends on the day for me. My percentage. Yeah. I mean, twenty percent is still pretty high. It's if you high. met yeah. ten people, that's two people you <laughs> yeah. want to talk to again. Like that, that's pretty good. Depends on the room I'm in. I think. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um. So there's a couple of things I'll go back to in terms of finding, like trying to find a space. Um, yes at the end, but I thought it would be helpful to go through just, I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about this forever, but I'm going to go through a little bit of what classes look like so that if anyone is listening and having any of these questions about starting a class with me, I'm just hopefully just going to answer your hesitations before you, you can vocalize them or maybe you vocalize <laughs> them, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, in terms of how it works, sign up on the website, or if you pay e-transfer for folks who are in Canada, um, I, you obviously send me e-transfer. I send you the, <laughs> the information, um, usually send out a little video of information or an email with basic information, or we have a conversation and I give you that information of what I have some guidelines and stuff like that. Um, if my website works properly, which is 99, 98% of the time <laughs> you get an email a day before or an hour before your class with a link. Join the link, join class is obvious. Click the link, join the classes on Zoom. And you can keep your camera off. You can keep your mic off the whole time if you want to. You can turn them on if you want to. At the beginning of the classes, there's a little bit of time that's social. And before you panic, I am guiding it. I would consider me like the center of it. <laughs> the, like Person guiding. Sometimes you have the option of introducing yourself, giving your name, pronouns, and then some other random thing. Maybe it's like one common one that people really like in my classes is to share a win from the week. I have to just like side note is the fucking cutest thing to see. First of all, everybody's wins are always like are so great. And then also to see or hear other people in the group excitedly. Yeah, they like cheer um, you on. Cheer yeah. on people that they like maybe just met the cutest thing and it truly that's what makes my percentage of tolerance people go like to 100 <laughs> <laughs> is those things um so maybe it's that maybe if we've you know if you've been in the class for a long time it might be something you know it's just whatever naturally happens in those cases but it's always guided by me a person who has social anxiety so I get it <laughs> you won't ask for a fun fact because it's my least no. favorite question in the entire like no. I could actually like just melt into a hole every time someone <laughs> says let's go around the room and say a fun fact about yourself yeah. I don't know what you consider fun I don't want to <laughs> do this my fun fact no. is this is my least favorite game to play <laughs> yeah. I don't get people who get excited about this a win <laughs> is a lot easier to wrap my brain yeah. around <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. If it's, if it's not a win, if it's something else, I try to give a couple of question options. I don't <laughs> yeah. ever just give one because I have that too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I always give multiples and I always say you can skip the question. <laughs> Usually name and pronouns. Are and more pass. Important. Yeah. Name, pronouns, <laughs> yeah exactly. pass, pass. I'll pass all the yeah. questions. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> totally fine. Um, but I think win is super cute though, because I, it is, I like, oh, it's it. like my favorite it's, thing. It's a good way of starting the class. Yeah. It is. It's I so would, nice. I would participate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it so much, so much. And it's 
so nice. I had a few times where people would say vastly different types of wins and just like everyone's so excited like you got out of bed yay like it's so fucking heartwarming anyway I could gush about that forever it's one of my favorite (laughs) moments ever um so okay focus me to myself focus okay um little social part (laughs) and then the class Mondays is mobility currently Mondays is mobility workout class um which is so so all levels like literally anybody can if you've never done mobility cool great you can do this class if you've done mobility forever cool great you can do this class if you do strength training you can do this class it will complement it very well it's i give options for doing all the movements in a chair standing up and down i give options for um almost like a spectrum of difficulty level kind of so if you're you know most people are obviously going to start at the easier stuff because it's new stuff and then as if you've been going for a long time there's tons and tons and tons of ways of making it trickier different that kind a of different thing. challenge yeah yeah exactly um so that's one i think i just really want to emphasize that like you can do the whole thing seated you can do one literally you could do one of the things and then just chill for the rest of the time or completely different things and that's something that isn't necessarily a skill you'll have right when you start but after you've been for a little bit you'll kind of get a little repertoire of things in your brain and if i say oh hey we're gonna do this thing you can be like nope i'm gonna do this thing instead yeah (laughs) Yeah. happens all the time in that class and it's awesome to see i always celebrate it i'm never like what the heck (laughs) i'm always like yay look at them listening to their body um yoga class is um currently there's one on Thursdays that one's super chill and like the other thing it's you can every single class I teach whether it's the regular workout mobility workout yoga class I try and give as many options as possible I always say or I try and always remember to say you can do whatever you need to in practice and I mean that if you do one pose or no poses or extra poses different poses or what you think is a pose but you've never done yoga before so you're not sure great there is no hierarchy of practice there's no one way it's supposed to look Mm -hmm. and you don't have to know what you're doing because that's why I'm there if I I am there to talk you through it like yeah all classes too like that that's why you're paying to go have someone lead a class is because they are going to lead you through the class. Like that's their yeah. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always stick around for a couple minutes at the end if I am able to, unless I have something right after, which is very rare so that I can answer questions. Or if there's something else, we can always talk about it the next time. You can always email me or whatever during the actual class. So I record the classes and I only send them out to the folks who are, say who have the like standard or VIP memberships who get all the classes. Um, so some folks will choose to turn off their, oh, some people will turn off their camera and their, um, sound for practice. Some people, a lot of people will choose to turn off their sound because it records just me unless someone else makes a sound. So not that you have to turn your camera or your voice off. You're always welcome to ask questions. I love questions. They're my favorite. Well, the whole thing is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, questions are always great. 
but questions show that people are comfortable i think so that's kind of why it's one of your favorites like it shows yeah it is you know are engaged and that they're comfortable there Mm. yeah people don't ask questions when they're not yeah feeling yeah Mm yeah i've had people say like okay i'm sorry that didn't make any sense can you say that again or (laughs) it feels really weird in my ankle can what what would i do here and i have people who prefer to ask the question at the beginning of practice or after i don't know just whatever you're comfortable with I always try and make sure there is a space, also a space for you to get feedback. Um, some people choose to do that in just like right at the end of the class. Some people send me email after, really did whatever feels more comfortable for you. So I don't think, is that all the things? Um, you get an email, I go through all the stuff with you. I make sure if you, if you have any questions that you have a space, you can ask them. Um, ask for name and pronouns, I don't use gender language ever. I am trauma informed as someone who has trauma. Um, I always give lots of options. You can literally turn on the class and just do a dance party. And that's going to be just as hot or (laughs) fall. I've had people fall asleep several times. (laughs) (laughs) Like my regular basis. Pretty easy to do class late at night. Mm -hmm. Just be like, and record. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's so common. I love all of it. Whatever, however you show up, I mean this, I'm going to be so fucking stoked you're there, whatever you do. Um, I know it's scary. I know that as someone who's tried just these places, these, you know, new things, I know that as someone who hears a lot of those fears, both in like private classes, in, you know, through friends of friends, that kind of stuff, I get it. It's scary. And I do my best as someone who overthinks everything, I do my best to make sure it's all taken care of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that answers your question or your question. Hopefully that answers any of your hesitations. <laughs> um, and I think that a lot of that stuff, not to toot my own horn, but I think that a lot of that stuff is really important when you're going into new, these movement spaces because, you know, it's vulnerable. It's you. You deserve to feel safe. Um. So tips for going, like trying to find other places. I thought about this for a long time because I've had this question a couple of times. And it's honestly, to be like very frank, it's not a huge um, area of the industry in terms of uh, anti-diet movement spaces. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't know the percentage. I have not done that math. I don't know how to do that math. It's not a very common thing, unfortunately. However, if you're searching, try searching with, like, if you're going to try Googling, try Googling with a couple of different types of phrasing, try anti-diet, try fat positive, try body positive, try queer safe, try queer teacher, try, like, try a couple things. Um, There are definitely other places out there. I don't know about specific cities. I don't live in (laughs) other cities. there are definitely some things out there. Um, so try different, like try using different search terms. Again, follow them for a little bit. Ask your friends who are interested in similar things or your friends who you um, just are close with and they kind of get it. Like, hey, where do you go? What would feel comfy for you? Mm-hmm. And then if you have a new, this is more so for like coaching. Um, if you're doing one-on-one type of work, or maybe even small group type of work. 
before you go to your initial consult or whatever, or book it or however they have it, make a list of things that are important to you. So maybe it's, you know, anti-diet, hopefully, if you're listening to this, that probably is. Maybe it's queer safe. Maybe it's um, someone who has pre and postnatal experience or knowledge. Like take a, take a minute and like think about what is important to you. Mm-hmm. And then jot any of that stuff down before you go to the appointment and have a conversation about it. Ask things like, how do you measure progress? And like, what's your approach to food? Or what's your opinion on food and goal setting? Sometimes asking more specific questions like that might kind of let some of those like red flags potentially show themselves. Maybe it's like, oh, I take before and after pictures. That's how I measure progress. Like, nah, maybe, maybe it's not for me. Or maybe they give you a food plan and you're like, nah, no, right away, no, <laughs> unless you're my nutritionist, doctor, whatever. Um, so that's kind of an, a bit of an opportunity to figure out if you get along. And then like we were um, saying before, like it's fine if you don't like them, you have no obligation to continue to work with them or continue to pay them if you don't like their approach. Yep. You can like the person and not like their style of teaching also, fine. Um, it's okay. I know it can be kind of hard just to reject a teacher or to say no or something like that. Best advice would be to try to either just say, sorry, it's not for me. There we go. That's it. Or if you feel like having a conversation saying, sorry, I don't think our approaches are aligned. I want to find someone who's anti-diet and who's not going to encourage me to weigh myself or who's not going to encourage me to restrict my food or that kind of thing. Um, so overview of the tips, follow them, try to get to know them somehow. Um, so you can build a little trust or maybe it's the space where you can like have a one-on-one conversation with them. I know that like, I say that because my specific style of studio, I love that. If like people have one-on-one, we get to know each other first. Great. I know that that for some gyms and stuff that might not be as easy. I don't know. Um, gyms can be so like commercial gyms, a lot of the time you like, yeah, a lot of like the ones I've been to, and I think like Good Life operates like this as well. Um, and some of the bigger like chain ones, you the first time you go, you'll like be, get a walkthrough with someone. Because mm-hmm. um, also their goal is like, like pair you up with a trainer. Um, so mm-hmm. you can get a good feel through those kinds of things. And like the first time I... Um, did CrossFit it was the same thing like you email and you let them know that you're like you're coming for the first time I think now you can probably just like buy the first time person package so they know that you're oh, coming yeah. and then you'll usually get more like focused attention um and you can like use that time to ask a lot more questions um or at least get some like more personalized um, mm-hmm. feedback on certain things and then you can kind of suss out like whether or not um I don't know. You want to keep going and you, you don't have to say, cause I don't, I don't really like, sometimes I don't like say like, Oh no, I hate it here. Um, <laughs> you say like, I just need to think about it or like, um, I'm not sure what times work yeah. for me yet. So I'm not really ready to commit to anything. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. Or I, I just, I just moved here. I'm just getting feel for the community yeah. 
like you, you know, this hasn't been the truth. I don't know how my work schedule things. yet. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, like I just try to figure things out first before I commit yeah. to something, but you know, thanks for today. Take them for the time and then leave. Um, mm -hmm. and then decide if you want to come back or not just cause yeah. So yeah. they're, I would say maybe not all places, but lots of places have like something specific set up for newcomers, mm -hmm. like new people so that you can at yeah. least get to know the, the space a little bit and ask them some questions yeah so the couple mm -hmm. of commercial gyms i've been to will offer That's like true. this like big like they make they kind of make a big deal out of like the first day orientation mm -hmm. um which is a great way to like feel out the place and ask a lot of yeah. questions and yeah and try out some classes or whatever yeah my version of that um <laughs> is i have a free consult 15 yeah. minutes, I think it is. It's on my website under coaching and cons consult consulting. However you say that word, it's, it's there. Um, I also have a referral program. So if you um, refer, if you join up with a friend, you get discounts. And if you are, if you know someone who's currently a club member, I think it's just standard and VIP, but if you message me, I think super secret, make you an exception, <laughs> but you get a free, like one free, um, guest they get one for guest pass or two depending on the type of membership there is so you know you can like try out a class mm -hmm. um and we but in the conference consult we could have a consult i'm thinking too much about how you're supposed to say that word <laughs> um have a conversation about like hesitations you might have what you're wanting out of your practice um what might fit in some cases maybe it's one-on-one -on -one, in which case there's much more time to talk about all that stuff and there's much more to talk about as well but if that still doesn't answer any of your questions or hesitations doesn't give you a feel you can always send me a message and we can we can figure something out yeah yeah any other tips you have for people who like for finding spaces or for first starting um well the only thing i was thinking about was when i was trying to find um like a pelvic floor physiotherapist, um, which is like a little bit different than a movement practice, but it's something that um, I was really scared about because it involves being pretty vulnerable. <laughs> yes. um, like most pelvic exams would. Um, and uh, finding, so like I was looking for ones that were near me. Um, so I went to like looking for Ottawa ones because that I knew there'd be more of like a comparative pool to choose from going on different websites uh and i wanted to make the decision quickly so i didn't have time to like follow on socials or do that much research i was just reading through websites and i just waited for one to stand out and um the one that did just mention consent like 700 times on the website yeah, so i knew important. that at least like even if it wasn't the most like i don't know perfect place in the world to go to that at minimum this was a conversation that could be had um you know like at least they were open to that conversation i guess mm -hmm. so I, i'm sure you have different words that you look for when totally. you're looking for different kinds of places um and even if it's because i was also thinking like you know when people have the sign up forms and it has like you know enter your pronouns like it could be for show but at at bare minimum it it's there and the conversation is yeah. started so yep. 
out of all of the places, I'd probably be more likely to pick that one because sure. again, like even if it's a little bit performative or incredibly performative, at least the conversation has been started and it's there and it shows that there's some kind of openness to it as opposed to one that's like, uses very gendered language or, or makes you pick mm -hmm. like misses and, and miss and like all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like at least that's not there. So at least yeah. I know that there's a baseline and again, maybe like different people are at different levels of uh, tolerance. So like for pelvic floor physio, if you went through a lot of pelvic area trauma, um, you might have a higher like le level of requirement for someone before you go mm -hmm. into that uh, space. Um, and same thing with the diet culture, if you're in the throes of an eating disorder, you might have a higher level of like, you know, all these lists, like these boxes all need yeah. to be checked as opposed to someone who might be at a place where they need like one or two, or like, I don't mind figuring out as I get there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it turns out the conversation was <laughs> lovely and it was great. And, yeah. um, it was, yeah, it didn't feel overly clinical and it worked really well. And I was very happy with the experience. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I was just thinking about just have like you cut you kind of mentioned before like your little checklist just like your couple of words that you look for mm -hmm. they should show up on the website because that should be part of their like business plan like their business model um and it i think it would stand out so if having like a again like you don't know if these things are performative or not until you get into the space usually um like having pictures of diverse bodies on their website it like it is that uh, something that's on your list of like important things that I look for before I go into a space um it's like at minimum there's a level of awareness <laughs> there and there's like a mm -hmm. conversation that's willing to be started I think yeah um, it doesn't tell you everything you need to know about the space but it tells you like I guess if I'm picking between two places, I might look for those things um, as a way in. Yeah. I don't know, I hope that made sense. <laughs> that made a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way of explaining it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure there's lots of other things. Yeah, it's too, not gonna, it's, so it's not gonna to... finish up the conversation. Same thing no. as following someone on social media. It, But it'll hopefully give you a taste of what it could be like. Um, hopefully you'll be able to find a red flag if, if there is one a big one <laughs> there might be tiny yeah. little ones like sometimes it like uh my midwife will call them like pink flags like they're like <laughs> three warnings right they're not like they're yeah. not full-on red flags yet and this it, they're talking about medical stuff but like <laughs> they're like oh yeah. flag, like okay we gotta pay attention over here it's a pink <laughs> flag it's like a maybe mm -hmm. this could happen it could progress into yeah. something else but it hasn't yet <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah there could be like pink flags and you're like then you get obviously to decide if you tolerate them or if you don't yeah. tolerate them um if you're able to to deal with that kind of thing mm -hmm. or when it when does it turn from pink to red for you yeah. that's different from person to person yeah um yeah doing a little I mean pre-research is cumbersome and I hate that it has to be that way <laughs> yeah me too but if I'm like back to the pelvic floor thing like if I'm looking for a place where I have to be pretty compromised and in <laughs> a pretty vulnerable place um, and be comfortable enough to have really frank conversations about shit that's going on in my body. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I need to know that there's like a baseline of, in this case, yeah. like 
consent involved between the practitioner and me like that this is a conversation we're having that I'm in charge of the ship like you know all this kind of stuff yeah so I need I need it to be on the website (laughs) yeah I need it to be you know part of your form I need it to be visible so that I know that this is a conversation you're willing to have um before I come into this space and so I think it's the same thing you're finding a movement studio of any kind yeah. I need to know that you're open to these conversations before I come mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like a high like high medium low yeah. priority or like red flag pink flag <laughs> white flag I don't know green flag I don't know it would be like a no <laughs> yeah um, surrender yeah because yeah. there's like there's some things that are just for you they will be this is a non-negotiable I don't want to go to a space that's not talking about consent yeah. Um, and there might be some things that maybe there's whatever the low priority thing, color of flag would be yeah. <laughs> that you're like open to, like, you want to have a conversation about it with them and you want to say, this is what I want. Or maybe you're like, I'm too, I don't want to put that effort in there. You don't, you shouldn't have to. And mm. maybe you're okay with the possibility that those flags might come up or, you know, it's very individual based on some of the things that might come up for you, but there definitely are some red flags that, or some yep. high priority things for you that will be, they will like be pretty obvious if they're open. Yeah, yeah. These things are, yeah. yeah. As soon as I find these, that's out for me. Yeah. And then some of the other ones might be like question mark flags of like, can I go to this practice and um, make, modif- like make changes for my knee yeah. injury? And those things are the kind of things that you kind of have to Either maybe you know someone that's already going, or you just sort of say, fuck it, I'm going to try it and see how it goes. And I was going to say, too, if you follow people on social that you like their style, but they don't, they're not online or they don't offer services in your area, probably message them. They might have like their own little network of people yeah. that they are connected to in different cities that can help. Good idea. Um, so like they might know someone in a city closer to you and then that person might know someone in your city. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's, there is a, a network again, because this is, we go back to specifically like trauma-informed or anti-diet movement coaches. Um, mm-hmm. They, I mean, it's a very small, I assume tight-knit community (laughs) as well. You know, like once you find Mm -hmm. someone who teaches in your style, you're going to be like, okay, let's learn from each other. Let's like help each other out here. Um, Exactly. So someone's like, hey, I'd like an in-person class, but I live in this city. Do you happen to know anyone? Um, Mm -hmm. They might be able to help you or like point you towards people who would know more information as well. So don't be afraid to like use all the resources that exist. Like we live in the age of the internet. <laughs> you can yeah. message people, email people. You can, I mean, the algorithm on all the social medias is pretty good. If you start to like use the search functions as well to look for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you maybe spend some time and refine your list. Um, not to narrow it down, but just to get really specific about what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't, I was going to say don't compromise as in like you can find the, the people that they exist um, might not be in person. You might have to let go of that part. It might have to be online. It might, you know, there might be other areas of compromise, but how you, you have your non-negotiables that that is what makes a safe practice for me. The other stuff I can kind of 
let slide mm -hmm. or I can I can figure out ways around other things but like these like three things have to be there yeah yeah that's so true that's one hesitation that happens sometimes with working like doing online stuff it's like oh I couldn't um you know I can't concentrate and mm -hmm. I um had someone the other day refer to my classes as ADHD friendly, <laughs> which is very nice. Um, also, because I kind of do that intentionally. Yeah. Um, there's this idea that like rest has to be stillness, and that's just not the case for, for some people. Um, but anyway. Well, especially because, sorry, I was just like online, they, you don't have to worry about bothering other people. If that's yeah. if it's ever something that you think about, like, oh, but I can't stay still while I'm resting. It's like, but your camera's off and your sound's off. Nobody else knows mm -hmm. that you're fidgeting or that you'd like to spin around the room instead of sit down. Like, yeah. no one has to know. <laughs> you yeah. can do this all, you know, like quietly, literally, because your sound's off. Like no one else yeah. will know in the room. <laughs> yeah. And distractions are going to happen whether you're on oh, yeah. or if in person. If your brain is it's wired just, for that, it's going to It's going to happen wherever It'll you are. It'll find a way. <laughs> it just will be like either you're um you're in a space where you're more afraid to get up or you're not and I think the thing that tends to be the case is people like oh I couldn't do that online um but if you like show up to the class especially the live time you get the social part just like you would in the in person mm -hmm. you don't have to do the commuting which is a plus for a lot of folks you don't have to find a babysitter um yeah. you get the social part and then it's you just got to try it get it like it's some things yes if i put a youtube video on for a yoga class and it's not a person who does my style like my approaches my the same my three priorities yeah i'm gonna have a harder time paying attention because they're gonna say some stupid shredding or whatever comment mm -hmm. i'd be like okay fuck this and i'm gonna get distracted and annoyed and i'm gonna go like do dishes <laughs> or i'm just gonna turn the video off but if you like find a space that fits your priorities, um, someone that you like, more than likely you're gonna be just like, oh cool, I guess just you know this person's uh, awesome. I mean, I'm not trying to say this about myself, but like that's okay. Hey, this teacher's heart. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this teacher's <laughs> great. This community's fun. Like I'm, you know, I'm so excited to be here. It's I think sometimes we, it's easier to say like, oh I'm, I couldn't do things online than to say like I'm scared to try this. I'm scared to be yeah. a who new person. I'm scared about the social part of it. I'm scared to not know what I'm doing. Um, because it's just like less vulnerable to say, I can't, I just can't do online things. Um, yeah. So, and that's another one of those things you got to think about. Like, are you, are we making excuses <laughs> or, mm -hmm. or is there an actual issue here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. we need new pants or yes. am I just afraid of looking foolish you know like yeah. you know, or maybe foolish is the wrong word but like do I need to be more flexible or or do I just don't want to try something new right now or I'm scared of yeah. being the new person yeah um yeah am I gonna wait yeah. until I get a am better computer to do idiot? online courses or am I going to just yeah. make do with what I have and then add mm -hmm. to it if I really like it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I know that in uh westernized displays of yoga and workouts people are always wearing really expensive clothing really expensive headphones if they have headphones there's just it's always this like particular style 
you can wear whatever the fuck you want. I would say maybe not jeans because you might rip them. It might be harder to move. That's my only thing. But I've also seen people do yoga and jeans and it works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't because it would be very restrictive and I wouldn't be able to move my body the way I want to. But that's also because my jeans are usually really tight. (laughs) So like you might have like stretchy (laughs) jeans. For me, like there's a sensory thing of like, if I sweat and I'm in jeans Mm -hmm. and it's like restricting, it's just like, but still like you can wear whatever you want you want to wear your like nightgown if you wear nightgowns or pajamas or whatever the heck you want or it's online the camera's off if you don't want to wear clothes I mean I'm pretty sure (laughs) yeah nobody will know no one's gonna know it's fine but that's what you feel most comfortable I hate wearing like uh sweatpants I don't feel comfortable in them so I would probably never choose to work out in them um Mm -hmm. other people feel exactly that same way about leggings you know they're too tight I don't like it and it makes me feel like I can't move properly. So mm-hmm. you don't like, you don't have to, I know that everybody else might be, but hopefully that's because that's what yeah. they feel most comfortable in. Yeah. Um, and the only way you're going to get the most out of whatever it is you're doing is if you can make yourself feel as comfortable as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to buy a whole new outfit. You don't need to buy a whole new equipment. You can use the stuff. I mean, I can't speak for other people's stuff, but you can literally use the stuff in your house for my yeah. classes I was gonna say like um, um maybe um for your classes specifically how much like equipment do people need to show up with right because that might yeah. be like either a- an excuse of like oh but I need to find all yeah. the all the stuff first or yeah. I don't have enough money to spend on all the equipment that I'm gonna need how, what mm-hmm. would you is it like a basic level of equipment or no equipment um, you don't necessarily need anything I would say a mat, if you don't have a mat and you have, if you don't have a mat either, something that's not gonna like help you to not slide on the floor if you have something like carpet mm-hmm. or something that will help if it's a harder floor, something that will help padding if you have your knee on the floor, for example, and it hurts, mm-hmm. it might be like a face cloth or- Like a blanket a nearby blanket. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that would be fine. So don't really need a mat. If you don't have one, you don't need it. If you're wanting to do some of the stuff, like the, say the mobility class in a chair, you just need it. You'll need to chair. Um, if you are in the yoga practice, uh, sometimes I say you can bring a block or a towel rolled up or a pillow or a couple of pillows. Um, usually I'll try and stay in the, like at the big beginning book. of class too, <laughs> a big yeah. book. Um, yeah. What's the other stuff? Oh yeah. For the, for the workout class, you don't need anything, especially when you're first starting. Um, eventually you might, if you're wanting to add on weights, you can grab like two soup cans, books, depending on the movement though, just not, you know, you'll, you'll know when it's going to (laughs) be dangerous. You know, which one's appropriate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, or if you want like a, like an alternative for stuff, like say, if you want to do weighted squats, if you get a reusable bag, throw some books in it, throw cans in it use that as like a kettlebell style and I will talk you through how to how to use it don't worry about that part <laughs> but literally you can do it without anything yeah there are um, things in your house that are yeah heavy. exactly and you, you could start there yeah. yeah the one thing you might need for the mobility class is something like a small object it could be like a pen it could be a chapstick it could be a remote um for I usually will tell you to, it's for one of the mobility things. And it's more so about having like a, where your body is in space and 
I mean, I won't go into why, but <laughs> it's um, really, yeah, you can show up without anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like some, you know, like random pen on your floor. Like you, you don't need anything, especially your first classes. Don't even worry about it. First couple of weeks, don't worry about it. I will talk you through. And if you're, say you're in my classes and you're at a point where like, I want to add things on, but I don't want to buy equipment, message me. We'll talk through options. We will find the equipment that's already in your house. (laughs) You don't have to buy anything for this. You don't have to get anything fancy. Um, And you don't even really need mat. Like grab some water. And then, like I said, if you might have something to help the floor be not slippery and also not hurt your knees and then that's it. Yeah. That's a good question. That's a that's an important thing too. Because yeah, that's right. That's true. It's one thing I've heard a couple times, is like, oh, like I I don't have this stuff. I don't have I, weights I, at home, or I don't have. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So many ways of of using the stuff you already have. Firm yeah. believer in not needing like not buying things just for the sake of buying them. Like waiting till, um, like if down the road I've had people be like, I love this so much, I bought weights. Yeah, like, it's cool. like it's starting a new <laughs> hobby, right? You don't need to go like yeah. all in on the first day yeah. you can show up with what you have work yeah. from there and then when you get to a point where you're like yeah no I love this I'm going to keep doing this for yeah. a really long time then it in my mind anyways like when I'm doing stuff it, it I can justify spending mm-hmm. some money on stuff or spending time finding it secondhand or whatever um because it's something I already know I'm going to enjoy and I'm, I'm not like ooh, but if this doesn't pan out then I'm stuck with all this <laughs> stuff yeah. I don't like yeah <laughs> that's true yeah. so start with what? Yeah, whatever you put at have. home and then we'll yeah add on as you yeah you know as needed yeah. one thing I've had one question I've had before it's only happened a couple of times people in the past they got excited about a hobby and they bought like movement related equipment and then <laughs> yeah. they didn't use it so I've had people message me like okay I have this thing and I haven't used it can you tell me how to use it in my practice so that I can yeah. actually use this thing I, I need to justify this thing I <laughs> it's very cute. Ago. yeah and, uh, <laughs> yeah um so you can always ask me those questions too. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say like uh, resistance bands and stuff like that. They're not very expensive and they're always <laughs> worth their, they, they, they pull through, they're worth their weight. Yeah. yeah. I have a resistance loop that I bought literally from the dollar store. I've had it for four years, mm-hmm. three years, um, where I've taught, like I use it teaching, I use it multiple times a week. And um, I mean, those, I have seen them, not the one that I bought, but I have seen resistance loops snap, but um, it's never as uh, bad. I'm as deathly afraid of elastics. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I have worked up to being okay with resistance bands because I have not yet had that experience. <laughs> um, but usually like, I'm afraid of balloons because I don't, I think they're going to pop on me all the time. Oh, yeah, I don't like elastics because I think that, like, I'm yeah. afraid they're going to snap on me. Um, but so yeah, I used to be like trying to do pull-ups <laughs> with like banded pull-ups, like it just, uh, just terrified me. Yeah. Um, but yes, they're pretty strong. So <laughs> they are. Yeah, I've, they are. <laughs> I've worked through that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Balloons yeah. don't scare the shit of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. not, I'm not a fan of balloons. No, no. Um, you can also find like, if you're looking for stuff, you can also usually find stuff on like secondhand in secondhand stores or secondhand. Oh my like, god, like, Value Village has workout equipment all the time. Yeah, all the time. They always have yeah. 
like really old school stuff, but I mean, uh, five pounds is still gonna be five pounds, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Um, like really old, uh, like dumbbells. Um, I've seen kettlebells there, I've seen resistance bands, mm-hmm. um, like the booty bands too, like the ones that go around your legs. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, the resistance loops. Yeah, yeah, they're like smaller than the, like the giant ones that you can like use your whole body in. Oh, yeah. Um, because like, yeah. there's the big ones that you can use like for squatting and stuff like that if you want to. And then there's like smaller loop bands that can go around your legs and stuff. Um, yeah, I've seen all like the basic beginner stuff at a secondhand store. Even like the one out here, and I live in the middle of nowhere. I bought like secondhand workout equipment from there too. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You can always I mean, find stuff on that you need Facebook anything, but there is a way to do too. it that's yeah, exactly. not very expensive. Yeah. 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 So that, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. If you don't need anything, but if you want things, there's ways of doing it where you don't have to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good place to stop. Um, a couple of tangents there, but I think it's all really helpful and really um, relevant. I would love to hear from you if you have questions, if you have other hesitations that didn't come up. If you have questions about my specific approach, my like classes, you want to try a free class, send me, let's just do Instagram, send me Instagram thing at, at movewithbilly, B-I-L-L-I-E. Again, it's in the show notes, or you can email me info at movewithbilly.com. If you have a question for us, a request for a future podcast topic, a uh, random story you want to tell us, we love your stories, send them to info at movewithbilly.com. So same email, but I will forward that to Jordan. And then you can find me TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, blah, 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 at Billy. And where can we find you, Jordan? Uh, on Instagram <laughs> at jordan.etal. That's it. Awesome. Thanks so much. See you next week.